Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. of the season, some might say, Chris Curtis. And let me tell you, as we have Curtis checking in from Florida today. Yes. There he is. It's a miracle you're connected. Let's just start with that. Can I just tell you, this system, is it the first Comrex ever built? No. I had to I like put like my finger on it. What? I had to, it literally took me an hour to turn it on. Well, you're... You are technologically struggled. Let me just I, say that. That is an absolute fact. How are you, Ken? I'm good, and I've got the future for you, Curtis. Would you like me to tell you what the future is? Well, I just would like to here. know, can you explain to the audience how you're going to make chicken poop into chicken uh, salad with the uh, Red a, Sox I'm here? about to tell you. Oh, good. Uh, the two teams we discuss the most on this program are the Patriots and the Red Sox, and I've got the future. And the future is two Js. And it's not Jalen, and it's not Jason. The future is Jordan and Gerard. Jordan and Gerard. Jordan Montgomery. Yes, sir. Oh God! Wait, heaven. what do you mean? So, are you ready? I've been I've been up since. Is this three. the same plan that had Yamamoto in it a week ago? Yeah. We've altered that plan. Yeah, uh, Braverman feisty. I love it. <laughs> um, Braverman's been overworked, so you're going to get that from him today. You know, huh? I, hey, there's not a lot of reliable employees in America these days, and Joe Braverman is certainly one of them. So speak uh, whenever concur, you want. Happy holidays, Joe, and uh, just bear down. And happy holidays to the both of you. Buckle Thank up till you. 1 o'clock. Go ahead. Uh, so my favorite day of the year is when I get to sit in Florida and I get to just bask in the incorrect nature of Ken Laird's opinions. <laughs> and I thought of this this morning. <sighs> the Odyssey Boston has had a bigger winter slash fall in terms of financial guarantees than the Boston Red Sox. The Greg Hill deal is more money than the Red Sox have spent the entirety of the free agent period thus far. That was a big and that's deal. not even hyperbole. That was full throttle. But I, I here's my question, and I it's I honestly don't understand it. And I'm at the point where I feel like lamenting the Red Sox in action is doing what they want because they're not investing in the team. Why should we invest any energy in them? 
And I, I feel sort of similarly about the Patriots in that it's all we talk about because people are very interested in it. But if you're investing in a video board and you're investing in the Penguins, why should I in Boston invent my, invest my time and money into you? Short aside, did I see they're also investing in the PGA Tour or they're trying to saddle up for a big multi-billion dollar deal there? That is... So here's what I think about the PGA Tour thing because I'm not I'm a peripheral golf fan. I watch, I'm a Tiger guy and I watch the majors. That's about it. But have you noticed the radio silence from all entities regarding the li- Remember when that happened? I mean, when the PGA Live merger occurred, it was the biggest story in sports. Yep. Since then And then nobody watched the Live Tour. Well, but no, but I think that since then the 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 merger has never gone through. It's I I mean, I honestly this is just a guess. It feels like it has devolved to the point where you had um, John Rom joining Live this past couple weeks, and what my guess is is that none of the networks, none of the entities, are reporting negatively on it or really reporting on it at all, because they're all in talks to procure some form of a rights package to right. air the game, air right. the matches, air the tournament. So, I, it's been very strange, and I. I, I know that there has been people that have been texting, especially whenever I talk about the Red Sox ownership or we get into the portfolio of, of John Henry, that people have been insinuating that there's some form of a PGA component, which I don't know. If it's this stupid indoor golf thing that Greg loves to talk about. No, I, no, no. There was a big story on ESPN about this. I mean, the, he he and Wick, John Henry and Wick, are legitimately involved with the Saudis in discussions about partnering oh. up for a combined live PGA Tour oh, format. I sometimes. honestly, if John Henry formally gets into bed with the with the Saudi Kingdom Fund, I will be the happiest man in the world. Well, forget John Henry. The, I mean, they're going to own every a piece of every sports entity in the country in the but, next 10 but, years. Do you remember those columns in the holier-than-thou Boston Globe <laughs> about the live tour? Who was the, the female columnist, uh, Tara oh, Sullivan? Tara Sullivan. She was... She was going on and on about the Phil Mickelson blood money. Remember the country club host of the U.S. Open? It was like these people were arriving like from the World War II, the bad guys. Like it was bizarre the way that that was covered for the for for John Henry to be seeking a partnership with those people <laughs> while maintaining ownership of the globe is the height of hypocrisy. I mean, I think that's happening. I, it's it's honestly hard to understand. But whatever is happening there could be a further distraction. This has been your point from the portfolio. For the Ken, they Sox. don't care. They're, they're not worth our time. The Red Sox ownership group, they are they they were very good, but th- deep down they're charlatans. They come in, well, they no, go to another town. They fired the GM, so they care to some level. You may call it cosmetic, but they well, didn't do what, nothing. What, what, they didn't stay the course. They have made a change. They brought in a different Yale mouth po- mouthpiece. A former player. Wow. I mean, who well, could forget the Breslow days? Well, okay, he's a world champion. I mean, he's, he's an athlete. He's a world champion? So is... Um, <laughs> What the hell was the guy, the Pookie, the guy in the clubhouse <laughs> over there? Pokey Reese. No, they had another guy that was like a club. Yeah, Pokey Reese. I mean, Doug Mankiewicz, let's hire him to manage the team. I mean, <laughs> Well, you should be excited about Jordan Montgomery for this reason. He has been living in the Boston area this offseason and working out at Boston College while his wife completes her dermatology residence at a Boston area hospital. So there you go. He's a BC oh, you know, guy. It's, he's, he's a Boston Chris guy. Chris Hogan. Uh, he has pitched in the AL East successfully. Ken, Ken. I mean, I'm closer. He was two and zero in the ALCS against the Houston Astros, your rival. 
Well, one of your top Ken, rivals. The, the the Red Sox rival is Double A right now. <laughs> but let me. <laughs> but but if they sign Montgomery and another fourth or fifth starter, and they're supposedly in, Mark Feinson says they're in on Imanaga. They could look to Stroman, Giolito, Lorenzen. You go through this list. Ken, they I can know spin it, it. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. I don't want to hear how they'll spin Just let me it. Finish. Who cares if they get Montgomery and Stroman? They spin it as. Two for the price of one. Yes, we failed on Yamamoto. We wanted him. He didn't want to come here. But we give you two starters for the price of one. The fan base will still buy that. They'll still they buy not. that. They the will. fan base is out. I mean, honestly, I, I, they Jordan Montgomery could walk around Boston with a sign that says, I'm Jordan Montgomery, and nobody would stop him. <laughs> well, now. But wait till he signs. Then, pe- you, then, then you'll do your search. Then you'll see this guy's a good pitcher. 6'6 six, six lefty? Come on. This guy is good. And, in fact, if they don't get him, they're in trouble. He now is like the key to the whole thing. I wanted Yamamoto or Nola. They got neither. I'm on to Montgomery. Lou Merloni has accurately changed his uh, Twitter profile, his X profile to a picture of this guy. So you can get to know him. And they need him. He is the last hope. Jordan Montgomery is the last Red Sox hope. More likely, the Red Sox win the division next year. Or Greg Hill sings the national anthem before the next Patriots home game. <laughs> well, he's tied in with the crafts. That could happen. Here's what I don't understand, honestly. Like, why are you? Do- why are you even venturing into these grounds? It is so pathetic. Well, he's still a tier are- one starter. He is. I mean, I know they missed out. They, they there's no. Ken, what the hell does that. that mean? Tier one starter. He's, he's elite. He's a top line free agent. He's elite. So he's going to make thirty million a year. Um, he could. I don't think he'll make that much. So, but what do elite pitchers get in the free agent market? I think they have projected like five for one thirty-five for him. Right. So, what do elite pitchers get on, on the free agent market? Okay, yeah, thirty. So he's going to be okay, tier two. He's slightly so below. So tier we've one. already backed off a whole tier in twenty <laughs> seconds. I mean, by so, by noon, I'll have him in double A. But he's but he's but he's thirty. So compared to the twenty-five-year-old. He Ken, gets 30 it's lipstick year. on a pig. Who cares about Jordan Montgomery? Well, you're so upset you're not even just reasonable. You're not even, like, engaged right. in the baseball I, discussion. Well, because there is no baseball discussion to be had. The, the ownership group has done the unthinkable. They've turned the Red Sox and made them invisible in Boston. It's unbelievable <laughs> what they have done to this brand. It is pathetic and it's shameful. And it's and it's just, I don't know what the point is. What, what's the point of sitting here and talking about Jordan Montgomery? So, at best, another year... Everything goes right. They get 88 wins. Well, that's good. I mean, if they get 88 wins Oof. and make the postseason, I'll take that as a stepping stone. And then you've got Teal and Anthony and Meyer coming. They've got young pieces on the way. Did but Meyer they, get hurt last year? He did. He was terrible he in double A. double A? Yeah, he was terrible. So, I mean, what are we talking about with him? Well, I mean, who the hell knows? Okay. I mean, I'm just relying on scouts who have seen him and say he's really good. He's a top 10 prospect So, in all of baseball. So, let me put this question out. Because there are Red Sox fans here on this 23rd of December who are itching to get in. They are dying to get in. Can the Red Sox still salvage the offseason with Yamamoto gone and Shohei Otani gone? 617-779-7937. That's part one of the future. And I do think they could pull that off. That's possible. They're in on them. They're in on everybody. <laughs> They're in on everybody. It's the last hope. It's the last remaining hope. And then you go to the Patriots, Curtis, and you guys asked Bill to start this week. About his future, he said, talk to Mr. Kraft. That set the tone for a pretty interesting week in terms of the drama there. And yesterday, I don't know if you caught the Adrian Phillips interview on the Midday Show. I didn't. He was praising Mayo something special. I mean, he had a a good long 
supportive answer of Mayo as a coach. He supported Trent Brown in his criticism of Malik. These players are starting. I mean, it's not that big of a shock because this is their defensive coach, I guess. But Mayo is the guy. Well, not if you watch the NBC broadcast or the CBS broadcast. Who do they talk about as the defensive coach? I don't think they know. But Steve Belichick uh, gets gets some uh, uh, FaceTime. There's no doubt about that. Who gets the FaceTime on the broadcast? Steve Belichick. And who do you think tells the people in the meeting on Saturday what's going on? Right. Right. No, who? I mean, who do you think? Well, Bill. So, Bill, I mean, and then then out of the blue, after the loss to the, I have to keep them straight here, the uh, the Chiefs, uh, out of the blue, Bedard gets a story that Gerard Mayo is irking some people yep. in the facility. Yep. It's the, knives, just, the knives are out, Curtis. The, the knives are out. And I, at the beginning, I was very eh on Gerard Mayo, even though I think he'll be, you know, he's obviously got the brains for it. He's got the experience. I liked his resume, considering he worked in the private sector, back into the football, all that. Um, but the success of, of the Texans really gave me hope that... Did Miko Ryans? Yeah, that you had this, you know, excellent linebacker that takes over a franchise, young guy, been on a successful system, worked with, worked with a good program in the Niners, and, you know, they get the right quarterback, they get the right coach, and the Texans all of a sudden aren't the dumpster fire you thought they'd be. Before the year, we all thought Casario was dead man walking. We went to the um, – wasn't that the game we saw in the suite this year in the preseason was the Texans? Yeah, it was. It, no, it nobody Str- played in that game. but yeah. Nobody played in that game, but Stroud played and looked awful. You're right. And, You're right, he did play. Did he play a quarter? Yeah, and, you know, it, we just sort of mar- chalked it up as just, you know, whoa, dysfunction and dysfunction on the field. And they've turned it around, so I, I, I'm very – you know, I, I don't know how it'll go, obviously, but the – the reaction and the and the stories that that people have been perpetuating that Bill hadn't lost the room that was a big morning show discussion. Courtney and Greg were like, oh look, uh, Jabril Peppers said nice things. It's like okay, you know, he also said we ass. Like there are people on the team that when Bill leaves, you will get a lot more stories. The Andrew Callahan story this year it will be more on the record than it was last year. But I'm sure it's it's going to be insulting and frustrating to some of those defensive guys where they see that Gerard Mayo's the brains of the operation, but he gets none of the pub. Well, I'll play that Phillips for you, uh, cut for you coming up, and you can judge. And I, I, th- I do think there is a theory out there that Mayo is trying to rally his guys to his defense a little bit and saying, you know what, be more vocal. We've got three weeks left in this. You want to support Malik? Go ahead. You want to speak freely on Twitter? Jalen Mills? Go ahead. Well, well and, I mean, and, if you're Gerard Mayo, but if you're Gerard Mayo, who by, I mean, we cover this, we watch this every day. Has anybody has he said anything out of school where you've been like, ooh, that was kind of the wrong thing to do? From my perspective, he's been a perfect patriot in terms of not stepping out of where he is. He, he has, hasn't. He has, but he has to. But but he has to represent Mister. I almost said Mister Kraft. You almost yelled. Yeah, thank you. He almost represent. He represents Robert Kraft. He can't be. He can't go overly rogue. Open. But rogue. if he hears this story this week with Bedard and he's sitting there like, okay, well, who do you think the people in the building are? Would they be Stephen, Brian, and Bill? You know, I, obviously there's going to be people in there. And if I'm Gerard Mayo, I say, yeah, speak your mind. Stop this nonsense in the charade. Not only that, I heard Mike Giardi say on NBC Sports this week that you remember the uh, there was a Judy Batista report about Mayo being the heir apparent of sorts? Yes. I, I mean, I guess, according to Giardi, it never made the air on NFL Network. They spiked it. And it got out, some, must have got out in print form somewhere. I don't know to what extent it got out, but this has maybe been a delicate situation with Bill and Kraft going back. What is Mayo's future? Is he the heir apparent? What are we promising him? And that was oh, sort of, of the, that, that was the case with McDaniels too, right? They promised him the world. 
but all but of here's a the, but here's the issue, Ken. And when you're trying, you know, when you arrive at a destination, there's a great scene in the office. I know you don't like it, but the Dunder Mifflin's going under, and he says, "Okay, forty-five day, forty-five point plan. Okay, company saved. What's for, what's move forty-four? <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to start at the beginning and build the something. So the Patriots have already decided who the next coach is, but they haven't figured out the exit. Right. And what occurred this year, no matter how many times you say Chad Ryan, by the way, Mona Lisa Vito all of a sudden knows about inflated footballs when they impact his fourth-round <laughs> kicker, by the way. Um, but they did not anticipate this season. No matter what you say, this hasn't been an intentional tank. They thought they were going to be much better than they have been, mm-hmm. and they thought Bill had this two-year runway to get the wins, to pass Shula, and then Gerard Mayo comes in and everybody goes on their way. Right. And that hasn't happened. And now they're trying to figure out an elegant way to end a very ugly ending. And and Bill might not want to leave. He may not be putting up with it. He may refuse to go. Right. And, you know, so, a, you see a lot of stories out there, and I don't know if I dispute them, that he has he has more leverage than Kraft if he, if he plays his cards right. All right. We'll discuss that coming up. The Adrian Phillips audio, if you missed it, from the uh, Friday Gresham Heart Show. It is Ken and Curtis. Curtis on location in Florida. I did get out of my uh, apartment this morning, Curtis. Go to the car. Saw the nice little ice crystals on the hood. It felt like Christmas to me. That can't be happening to you wherever you are in Florida. You must miss it here. Uh, I don't know why do you go not, down there. I do not miss it, but I have to say uh, the, the little guy's not been well and it's been raining. So I, I am uh, right now at the <laughs> score one for Laird. <laughs> Here's Joe B. and what's trending. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Bruins have gone winless now in three straight games as they fall to the Jets in Winnipeg, 5-1 to the final score. Brandon Carlo was the lone goal scorer for Boston. Nito Netterider had two power play goals for Winnipeg, also an assist. Jim Montgomery talked after the game and said, oh, the morning of the game, I did not feel good. I was worried this morning. I don't know why. It wasn't really because of anything that I had noticed, but it just I just had that feeling. And, you know, it's, uh, it's all excuses, anything I'd give you. We weren't good. It's a quick turnaround, though, for the Bees as they head to Minnesota to face the Wild for the second time in five days. Puck drop for tonight is set for 7 p.m. Two of the hottest teams in the NBA will be squaring off this afternoon at 3.30 as the Celtics will face the Red Hot Clippers in L.A. Clippers have won nine straight. Both big men, Kristaps Porzingis and Luke Cornett, have already been ruled out. Jason Tatum and Fee Mihaluk are questionable. Meanwhile, for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is questionable as well. Final injury report for the Patriots is out as they gear for a Christmas Eve showdown in Denver against the Broncos. Jabril Peppers, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ramondre Stevenson are out. Nine other players are questionable. That would be Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Anthony Jennings, Jonathan Jones, Connor McDermott, Matthew Slater, and Jelani Tavai. On the other side for Denver, linebacker leaker Nick Bonito, tight end Greg Dulcich, and tacker Alex Palchuski have been ruled out. Pats and Broncos Kick off from Mile High on Christmas Eve night this Sunday at 8.15. And Week 16 of the NFL continues today with a doubleheader. It's a divisional matchup with the Bengals facing the Steelers, followed by the Bills taking on the Chargers. We'll have Westwood One's coverage of both games right here on 93.7 WEI-FM starting at 4 p.m. following KJ and Lions. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tell me why Gerard Mayo would make a good head coach. He's smart and he connects with his players. And I think that's one thing that players really look for if they're able to connect with their coach. And Mayo played this game at a high level for so many years that he understands what this game does to the body and what it does to the mind. And he doesn't just check on you about football. He asks about you outside of life. Like, I mean, outside of your football life. And on top of that, he's a, he's a smart guy. Like he, he listens to his players and he also puts you in the right position to be able to go out there and make plays. Adrian Phillips, Fresh and Heart Show Friday, Curtis, streaming of Gerard Mayo, understands what football does to the body and the mind, listens to his players. The shot is Bill. Uh, it's impossible for Adrian Phillips to say that and not be cognizant of how that sounds, given what's going on. Adrian Phillips is fully aware of the context of the question that Gresh asked and going out of his way to make those points to me speaks volumes. And this is an, you it's know, almost like Verdugo praising Boone taking a shot at Cora. He he stands up for his players. Did you hear, hear that whole thing? It's, yes. it's the same thing, basically. It's you know, it's taking a shot at one guy, what pointing out what one guy does not do. 
Can I dislike both parties in the Cora Verdugo feud? By the way, <laughs> sure, it's like sure, sure. neither one of them has really been great, and they're each acting like the others to blame. But uh, I would say very succinctly that the this is the final three games of Bill Belichick's career as the Patriots head coach. I I just there is no way that I see that there is some come to Jesus moment. Uh, I know it's Christmas, so maybe not that time of year. But uh, at the end of the year, after the Jets game. Well, there, well, come on now. There is a chance of that. Robert Kraft could be duped by Bill. He could have an emotional ploy appeal for a stay of execution for one year because he's got $25 million invested to do just that. So yeah. Bill could come to him with a 45-point plan, to use your uh, uh, comparison to the office. Yeah. And he could be hooked. No, I don't see it because... From what I understand, the Patriots were infuriated and, I mean, beyond infuriated after what happened last year with the offense. And they were assured that the offense would be back on track this year. At the conclusion of last season, while Bill was out of town, the Crafts sent out those dueling press releases about Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo. And that has been And a letter sealed. to season ticket holders. Right. I mean, it is what what Bill Belichick will attempt to do to reclaim his job is not a one year fix. Right. They don't have a quarterback from all you would agree. They don't, we don't we know agree. who their quarterback is next year. <clears throat> totally agree. You're four years in. And for me, not just because I asked the question, but partially because I asked the question, <laughs> the Bill Belichick citing the Rams and the Bucks preseason mocking their approach to spending and saying that you do that, but you pay for it now. Well, those teams are four games better than you. And well, the Rams, four, Rams have eight wins now. So, right, four or five games better. And you had a three-year head start. So, to me, like, there's no way that you can sit down and where Bill Belichick can all of a sudden tell you, A, he's going to find the quarterback, B, he's going to spend at the positions on offense that require spending, and C, that he will be able to maintain a relationship with Gerard Mayo an additional year and that that bridge will get you to Gerard at the end of next year. I don't see any of those three things happening. Okay, I tend to agree. So we agree Gerard is the future there. It's just it's just how imminent. Is it January 7th after the game? Is it the 8th? Is it February 15th because Bill refuses to leave and Robert refuses to, to fire him? I mean, But it's... here's where the Patriots made a mistake, and I wouldn't have done it, so I'm not saying that it was a mistake from my perspective, but it was a mistake in that. Had you fired Bill after the Colts game and you have a two-week lead-in and you get some of that buzz that Pierce gave the, the, the Raiders that you get from Mayo coming in and maybe winning a couple games, your draft position is not quite as good, but instead of this totally murky, foggy future, you have an understanding of the guy, or Gerard Mayo comes in and the team totally falls apart, and you say, okay, good thing we said interim. We got time to figure this out. Because, yeah, but they're tanking nicely under the current plan. Well, I mean, they won a game. I mean, I, I, it's great. I mean, they're not tanking on purpose. And I, I just – I don't know how it ends. I know Shaughnessy keeps writing about this and how the final days will go and that after the Jets game will be one of the most sought-after press conferences. And I, there's nothing that's going to happen that day after the game or when people are still there. 
the the Belichick meeting will likely be Monday, and then by midweek, so like January 12th or something, you'll have an understanding about what the future is. But I, those comments from Adrian Phillips, the the full court press on every broadcast to bring up Bill's kid, <laughs> and the way in which Herb Street and Michael specifically were just so over the top in their praise of Bill Belichick and what he means and. It's really been a guy that has despised the media his entire career, certainly has use for them when he needs it. Yeah, and the way you point that out, if Bill does stay, Mayo would probably have to go, which Kraft yeah. wouldn't want to do. So I don't see those two coexisting for another year here, although he's under contract, so I guess that'd be interesting. All right, so we're talking about Gerard Mayo. And for the Red Sox, the Jordan Montgomery plan. Jordan plus another pitcher, two for the price of one. Bad news. Are you still in if they go that route? Seven starts at Fenway Park. Jordan Montgomery. I haven't been to baseball reference in about five years. <laughs> nice job. Um, uh, seven starts, four ERA, giving up five bombs, more hits than innings pitched. Not great. Okay, what year? That was probably a couple years ago, though, right? And uh, on the best team in baseball, he was under 500 last year. Yeah. I mean, look, he's he is not... He's not a wipeout ace. He's not a Cy Young winner. But well, I, I think you could just get rid of ace. He's nowhere near an ace. I mean, hey, nobody I'll refers take, to him as an ace. I will take, you know, 30 starts and Wouldn't you take two starters from the Rangers ahead of him? Um, Probably. Probably take Evaldi back in a heartbeat, which right. is going back to a club last year. Yeah, you're right. So he's the third starter, and you're talking about him as an ace? Well, he was 2-0 in the ALCS. You Who give cares him about the ALCS? What does that have to do with anything? That's an example of a big-game pitcher going up against the Astros. They have to it. get to the ALCS well, first. That's enough right. out of you, Joe. Braverman, speak all you want. And <laughs> I, 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 What did he do in the wild card in the World Series? You haven't cited those. Yeah, was he, he bad? He was 0-1 in the World Series. So then why are you talking he, about he, a series he, before the one that was most there. recently played? They gave up four earned in a game. It's fine. Okay, so when I say that Brady got you to the Super Bowl and that, that 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 Rams game, you give Brady credit, not the not the defense. I do, of course, I do. Okay, give thank Brady you. credit every week. Consistency. Text line. Uh, more support for the Laird man. Two oh seven texter. Enough of the negativity, Curtis. You don't know what you're talking about. You're out, but the fans aren't. You'll see. Montgomery is a decent pitcher and number two. He certainly. The Red Sox certainly have a bunch of number twos. <laughs> 860, like in Connecticut. Red Sox have no interest in spending money or collecting talent to win games. It's not even worth mentioning. 978 Texter, hate to say it, Curtis, you're right about something. Ken, you sound pathetic. You're asking a dead body what it wants for dinner. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Um, Let's go to Jack in the South End. He kind of likes my plan. Good morning, Jack. Happy holidays. Hey, guys. Good, happy holidays to you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I, I'm currently struggling to resist the urge to write off Breslau already as well uh, as the second coming of Bloomsday, so to speak. Uh, so it, I try and understand, trying to tell myself, maybe this is Cope, but it's the nature of MLB for the free agency to be a slow burn. So it's like, well, maybe it's still time, you know, and there is still time. There are still some names in the market. Uh, so as for the Montgomery Stroman combo specifically, I would, I think I would take that. And let me, let me explain why. So Montgomery, I believe he was all MLB last year, and then Stroman was an all-star. So in my opinion, if you even got one of them, you should get both. If you even got one of them, they're already probably the best, at least starting pitcher on the team, maybe Bale, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you get both of them, or if you get Snell or whatever, that is already a massive improvement. I'm just, maybe I've lowered my standards too much, but I just, they cannot run it back with last year's rotation. I will pull my hair out. I can, <laughs> we can't do that. I don't think they will, Jack. I thanks for the call. They're, they have made too much. No, I mean, Tom Warner doesn't say full throttle, and then you do, go out and do not address pitching. I mean, Breslow has said starting pitching is the priority. 
So to if be it's fair, the priori- when was the last time you think Tom Warner actually drove somewhere? <laughs> he's not. He's not that old, right? No, I mean he's probably got a driver. He's a billionaire. I mean he's probably not. He knows. Know, come on, throttle. that guy knows full throttle. Plus he's got the the lovely Doctor Jennifer Ashton. I don't know who that is. No, it's the doctor on the Good Morning America show. His, oh, his I, wife. That, oh, I thought he was with Katie Kirk. No, no, that's way gone. Um, I, I, here's here's what I would say about the. Oh, by the way, uh, huge story <laughs> in the Globe, which I think Wick was intending it to be a positive story. This sitcom sounds really awful. Not awful in that, like in terms of a bad show. I'm <laughs> sure it's fine, but the the premise of it. So Wick's it's his real life. life. It's his life. His wife and her his wife's um, former husband are like all really like his wife is still really close, which is great. But he, he sort of like Wick walks in and it's like this love triangle that sounds bizarre. But anyway, I'm sure Michael Malley did a good job with the show. It's coming up on somewhere. Well, I don't know what channel is it on. It might be it tonight. Is it debuting tonight? Uh, I know it's this weekend <laughs> at some point. But the Red Sox issue is that what the winning did is it removed the desperate need to see the team win. Meaning, no matter how bad it got, there were still people on the outside of the sort of diehard fan base that connected to it forever because they wanted to be connected to it when the team finally won. Now you have the Red Sox with four World Series, and the ownership group should be saluted for what they've done. It doesn't happen without them. And you have an entire different approach while maintaining the same public persona that the approach never changed. And you say full throttle, you say that we're going all in, and you're not even in the conversation. Well, what to, made no to be, sense to, be to me. Fair, the it's way- been controlled by two players. I mean, I mean, the call is right. Mostly, other than the Cardinals, who did go out and sign Sonny Gray, and that, in hindsight, looks like another miss. Because three years, $75 million for a decent starter, a Cy Young runner-up would look awful good right now. Right. Imagine what you'd be saying about him if he had the same numbers as Jordan Montgomery. Oh, I'd have three jerseys for Maya already. But um, So they missed on him. The Cardinals were the exception. Everybody else waited for Shohei and now Yamamoto to sign. And now it's on to phase two. But here's what I would, would say, and I know it's comparing sports, but Tyreek Hill wasn't a public... Uh, sort of available figure that people knew that they could bid on. He was traded by the Chiefs to the Dolphins because the Dolphins gave them a massive package to get the receiver out of there. The same way you look at Diggs to Buffalo. And what the Red Sox had been doing is you lose in 03 with, I think they won 98 games in in 03 or 95 at least. You get, you know, one, one out away from the World Series. And the next year you bring, you trade for Schilling and you bring in Folk. And where they are now compared to where they were, it doesn't even look like the same operation in no, any not, way. And it's not. I mean, so everybody then, admits that. But there's a happy medium. You don't have to be, you know, 80 but, wins, 78 wins. In and this. I recognize it's business, and the texture was frustrated by how, you know, holier than thou or naive I may be when it comes to this. Avoid the self-inflicted wounds. Don't, don't belittle your fan base. You know, it, it, people here, I think would have more patience if the approach wasn't so directly in contrast to what they say it would be. Yeah. Like, it's not it, – I don't think people here are, you know, in any – have a deep animus 
the way they used to for the way the Red Sox were run for generations. People here have gratitude for what they've done. They love what Fenway Park has turned into. Even as recently as 2018, I mean, you can say what you want about David Price, but they went over the luxury tax that year, and and they won a World Series. That's five years ago. The most underreported story when it comes to the Red Sox, and I brought it up, it was, I think, at the end of the pandemic, John Henry led an economic reform committee with Rob Manfred (laughs) to curb spending in baseball. Google it. No, I know. You brought it up before, and it's a good point. And that is the same thing as Jeremy Jacobs missing and, and locking out players, or, yeah, locking out players for an entire season to institute a hard cap in hockey. Because the Bruins and the Red Sox shouldn't want that kind of a a model because they have fan bases that spend far more money and dedicate far more time to their teams, and the players on their teams should represent that. And the fact that John Henry has done that, if that doesn't tell you the difference in having a vast portfolio, then I don't know what does. Now, a couple textures have brought up Blake Snell as the other possibility, and that is true. Actually, he's the top you know, target on the market, but I just don't see him coming here. I, I don't know if you do, Curtis. I mean, is there a chance Blake Snell would come to the East Coast? He just seems like a West Coast guy, and I'm not sure he's really a personality fit here. I remember you and I mocking yeah. him relentlessly during COVID for some of his some of his stuff there, his clips, but he he's obviously good. I've been out on Blake since Swihart, so I'm not in on him. But Bark in South Boston, I think, also wants to talk about Snell. Sell me on Blake Snell, Mark. Go ahead. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Same uh, would he, would Blake Snell have won the Cy Young in Japan last year? I would assume so. I mean, God, I mean, it's hard to compare. That's but... my point. So, so you're getting the Cy Young Award winner, right? You get him at half the price. I just don't understand why everyone is so in love with this guy who's playing in in an A four league. Okay, he might be he he might be an Otani, he might be uh, 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 someone else, but he is. I mean, Blake Snell would definitely have won the Cy Young last year in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. I think Montgomery would have won it. I think a lot of these guys that 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 the Red Sox want to get probably would have been just as good in Japan as this guy was. Okay, so there you go, Curtis. There's a guy who's saying if you sign Snell or Montgomery, they're better. It's a better signing than Yamamoto. Yeah, I mean. I I don't know. This is a lot more Blake Snell talk than I thought we were going to get into today. But I would say this. I don't know if it's going to be a fit because according to a story in January of 2020, Blake Snell said that this Astro sign stealing was worse than steroid use. So maybe he and Core will not get along. I have heard that the Giants and the Angels are the reported favorites to sign Blake Snell. So I'm just writing him off. It's not attainable. You know what? To be fair, I always wondered what it would have been like to be a Royals fan, and it's kind of interesting. I'm enjoying this this new ride as a Red Sox observer. You know who I've become in the NFL? A total jamoke. Lions fan. Campbell has sold me. I am an unabashed Lions fan. That is the team I am pulling for in the playoffs the rest of the way. It's it's time, right? I always root for them ever since the bite a kneecap, grab your ankle thing, whatever that was. it's It's in the same line as the Bruce Arians, where... All these people around here, or where you are, were obsessing over the way Belichick did business. You can't win another way. You have to be rude to people. You have to, you know, ban any fun. You can't do anything that creates individual characters because then you'll leave. You look at what the Campbell has done with with the Lions, and even, you know, Andy Doesn't matter Reed. if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. There you go. I mean, come on. Sometimes you got to be a sucker for a hardo coach. And you have to give Andy Reid credit. I know it pains me. But 
that he has evolved in how he coaches and the and the scheme he uses when coaching with the game far better than Bill Belichick has. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Were you impressed with Reed and the Chiefs' operation when they the last couple weeks and the, Honestly, the offsides? If call you're a and... Patriots fan, you should really be ashamed of that. That God, that I'm whole taking a knee. Uh, just the when did you hear Bill interrupt me before I could even finish the question yeah, on Monday? Of course I did. Yeah. When, when I said that, you know, the, the tempo, and he's like, "Yeah, we we could have handled that better." <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, it, there was an agreement between both sides that is we can get into it, but that ending of that game explains the last two to three years with the Patriots. It's the same thing of don't get embarrassed, get the wins record, don't get fired, but also you know. Don't worry about you know us actually contending. The day that they the, the the package that was traded to acquire Tyree Kill ended up as the picks the Patriots traded the Chiefs back when they took Trent McDuffie the cornerback. They have been helping the Chiefs for two to three years. Yep. What can the Patriots? What can the Red Sox do to win you back? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is Kenny Curtis. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The huddling after the uh, you guys got the ball, the, the Chiefs down at the one yard line. I think there was four minutes left. In yeah, the game. we could have handled that a little bit better. Could have handled it a little bit better. The tempo is what you're talking about, playing a little bit with a higher pace there. Just a couple of things, but yeah. Feliz Navidad. Another nice job by Curtis. Did you send Bill a Christmas card? And I did. Family, James. I sent him a bun cake. Sure he'll appreciate young James. Festive holiday card, as always, from the Curtis family. James is uh, not having a Feliz Navidad thus far. But I will say, uh, Bill Belichick, everybody was kind of, I remember it actually vividly. I was heading to Hawaii years ago when you guys announced, back when you were on the show, uh, with Greg that we were getting Bill and the afternoon show was getting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. People mocked Greg and all of us that, you know, good luck, whatever. I think it's been relatively informative. He hasn't been, you know, forthcoming. Nobody would expect him to be that well, way. Sort of, but... I mean, he drops little nuggets, as Wiggy says. I mean, the, the Mr. Kraft comment is a good one. That's, yeah, I, uh, well, as you said, that... you're really similar to Brady. Right, and the the other thing is is that you look at that specific question. I asked Bill if he feels that he has the support of Robert Kraft, and he said you have to ask Robert Kraft. <laughs> Think about that. Right, right. I mean, what, what would Robert Kraft say if I asked him if Bill feels that he has? <laughs> what a bizarre response. They're, they're, this is going to be very ugly. 
The only way it's not is if Dan Orlovsky is right. And it's already predetermined. And that Bill has, you know, second-round pick. What, what I would say, if I were Robert Kraft, the way you protect yourself is you do it conditionally. You don't get a pick this year, or maybe you get a third-rounder this year, and then at the conclusion of next season, if Bill's team has a winning record or reaches a Super Bowl, then it's two first-round picks. Yeah. Long play. Right. <laughs> because because then, let's say Gerard Mayo comes in, Bill's traded to the Cowboys, and they get a third-rounder from the Cowboys this year, so it's not as punitive against Bill Belichick's new team and trying to win now. But should that team go on and win a Super Bowl, then Bill's already tied Brady. Nobody, He doesn't give a damn about the future of the Cowboys. Yep. Jerry Jones can yep. die a happy man. Love it. And now Robert Kraft gets two firsts. Well, did part of you think because... But doesn't that sound like... Yep. I just thought of that right now. Wouldn't that make the most sense? Most sense. Definitely. Definitely go for future first-round pick potential rather and than short-term. And it's based upon the performance of Bill Belichick. If Bill falls flat, then you get a fourth-rounder, but Robert Kraft wins anyway. Yep. No, and, and part of me thought... I don't know if you thought this. The Chiefs and Bill playing niceties, right? Playing genuflect for one another. Leads me to think the Chargers are very much in play. Andy Reid knows there's a chance Bill's in his division and he's trying to be as nice as possible. Oh, no. I That could be the case. I, but Bill and Andy Reid have been close. They've had, I think there was some stretch of a decade yeah, but, where they made a draft But a, kneeling a draft down? I mean, I mean, that was embarrassing. Right, but believe me, there is a... That relationship is not something that's been rekindled. They have been a tight pair for a very long time. They, I, I don't think that that is related to the Chargers. Maybe I mean that's a good, it's a good conspiracy theory. But I think that had far more to do with Andy Reid being deferential to a guy that he's had a very close relationship for his entire career in the NFL. If you missed the Bill interview, you can listen anytime on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or go back and. Subscribe to the Greg Hill Show podcast page and find it there. And by the way, the entire show, I think it's really a uh, tribute to, I mean, you've had some heavy-hitting questions, Curtis. You've done a great job. But Greg is liked by Bill. That kind of softens him up. He respects Greg. You ask the tough questions. Wiggy makes him laugh. Courtney gets him to talk pop culture and loosen up a little bit on that end sometimes. And, you know, Shime's Mr. Shime and something. But it's a good fivesome to have with Bill. It's created good results. No, I... Absolutely. The I mean the, the the key component is Greg and Wiggy because right, right. there is the respect of Wiggy. Bill knows he cut Wiggy, so he has to be you know <laughs> polite to him. And uh, also the email you sent about the questions has really helped. So I think uh, so. Although I think I caused Wiggy to resign. God, he's, uh, I give us yeah. A, I, 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 a I might have stuck my foot in it trying to be nice about <laughs> Wiggy, and then he's actually quit. Who the hell knows? I didn't even hear. I would have like expected to say, "Hey, you got it right or wrong." I didn't even hear from him. Let's go to Jim in the car. Hello, Jim. Hey guys, happy holidays. Same to you. Um, too. I think Bill stays, and I'll tell you why. Wow. Inertia. There's going to be a lot of openings. I think Fourier said eight coaching jobs this year. It's basically what it comes down to is there's not a better option than Bill. They're not going to hire one of the fired coaches. They're not going to hire Harbaugh. They're not going to hire Pete Carroll. Not Mayo? And, but here, you know, hey, hold on a second. But what I would say, Mayo, Jim, Jim, I would just say this, and don't, you know, feel, I love the back and forth. Uh, inertia is an object, object in motion stays in motion, and I think the object has been in motion away from the organization, that that's the inertia. Well, no, Jim's the, right. Bill doesn't want to leave. Bill is trying to stay. 
Right. Yes, the, Bill wants the, Bill doesn't want this to be his last chapter, and Kraft doesn't either. I mean, Kraft doesn't want to be the guy who let Brady go and fired Bill Belichick. They both want that? one more chance at redemption, and they're gonna. That's what they're gonna sign up for because that's it's what this the year was. Least resistance. No, I, I would say there is too much resistance to it. I understand the points, and I totally, you are right, Jim, that Robert Kraft does not want to do this. However, there is no coming back from where they are right now. Well, talking and, to Billy Lanny, a noted Patriots fan in the crossover, his worst fear is that Bill stays somehow and mangles the first-round pick. And isn't that at the heart of it, the fear of every Patriot fan that Kraft has to deal with? If Bill does stay, talks himself into staying, he will trade back from the first overall pick and take a tackle in the 12th spot. Well, we're, we're at a time of year, Ken, where people make bold proclamations and resolutions to change things in the upcoming new year. Right. And what has really helped me in, you know, sobriety and other things is that the amount of energy you spend avoiding something is the same as the amount of energy that would be required to fix that thing. And so... All the time and energy that Robert Kraft is spending and getting the word out about, hey, I don't want to be the guy that fires Bill. I want to make sure that this ending is okay. Look, Tom and I are good friends. I went to his, I went to his party in the Bahamas. The only thing people truly care about in their core that listen to this station and are fans of the Patriots is that the team is good and that it's heading in the right direction. And minus that, none of the other stuff matters, yet they have each devoted all this time and energy into shaping an opinion that is only achieved through winning. So whether it's the Red Sox full throttle, the Patriots and the Bill Belichick and all the things that are the permutations that could occur at the end of the year, the only thing the people that run the Patriots should be concerned with is getting the team better and finding a way there, not in courting public opinion because it is all fleeting just like the full throttle comment was. The only way out is through. You have to get better. You have to get better scouts. You have to get your offense into the 21st century. And you need to get coaches that can relate to the current player. And I don't think any of those things are going on right now. Well, Mayo relates to the – I mean, we heard the praise of Mayo. That's a guy who relates. If you want the path of least resistance, the, the continuity, that's the guy. You have it in, in place. And I think that's where Kraft's going. Kenny Curtis on until 1. KJ and Lions until 4 o'clock NFL coverage. Bengals, Steelers, and Bills Chargers on WEI today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.